Hey pals, welcome to Team Up Moves. I'm Fiona. This run, we've been playing Mutant City Blues by Robin D. Laws and Gareth Ryder Hanrahan, published by Pelgrane Press. And we're going to get back to the second half of our actual play in just a second. I want to remind you that this month, we're celebrating the release of Stephanie's new book of poetry, We Are Mermaids, published by Grey Wolf Press, by having her read a selection at the end of each episode. So listen to the end, and you'll hear a quite lovely poem from Stephanie. Another thing I want to mention is a little bit of a content warning. We do use more adult language in this episode than we've tended to in the past. And also, just a heads up that one of the PCs does use emotion control on some of the NPCs, And there are some mild descriptions of an entitled dude taking the end of a relationship kind of badly. So if those are topics that are sensitive to you, heads up that they will be in this episode. And if you just want to skip this one, we totally understand. But now we can return to our story. Micah, Clarissa, and Aubergine are headed into Leo's, a cafe in VR Heights, to track down Kerrigan Park, a streamer who goes by the handle Shark Squeak and whose bespoke shop received a bunch of suspicious payments from the late Carson Davis. RPIs are trying to track down what happened on a subway car and prove that it wasn't a maintenance problem that cost Carson his life. So now, back to the show. So I've never met Ames as far as I know, but I feel like I could bat my eyelashes and, um, you know, possibly establish some rapport. And, um, ooh, I kind of want an empathy though. Can I empathy again and get a read on Ames' state? Yeah, I would say that Ames is um, reasonably cheerful that certainly circumstances at work are going pretty well. Ames likes their current uh, person they're on shift with, and uh, the customers are, uh, as always, lovely. (laughs) And I will say, I mean, I suppose like, hey, look, your PIs, when you're walking into a place, I suppose you would look around at the other customers. Yes. Yeah, you see someone who looks an awful lot like Kerrigan sitting over in one of the booths working at a laptop. Deeply convenient. Deeply convenient. Yeah. Micah, why don't you go talk to Kerrigan, and I'm just going to... Before I I talk to the blonde clerk over there, I'm going to try to use my sense trouble ability to see whether this is the kind of place where a fight could break out. Oh, wow. Like, does anybody seem like they would, for example, try to stop us from talking to Kerrigan? Is there anybody who seems antagonistic or suspicious? You know, that. Yeah. So is this an investigative ability? No, it is a general stat ability that uh, I learned on the job. It is on page 31. Okay. And it's, I have to roll for it. And if it if I succeed, then I'll know whether there's, you know, trouble brewing right away. I have seven points, seven points of sense trouble. Uh-huh. I'm just going to spend one of those. May, may I do that? Sure. Okay. That is a six. So if there is trouble, I have sensed it. It's, it's a seven. Yeah, there's no trouble. This is a this is a chill cafe. Okay. People are, again, enjoying those fraps. You see some generous bowls of mac and cheese around with like lots of the crunchy bits on top. No, chill vibes all around. Okay. I'm just going to wait for, do I need to name the blonde? No. I will wait for her to, to give me what I usually get, which is all of the kitchen failures from the previous like meal. 
and and along with those burnt starfish cookies. Well, hey, if if any of y'all know AIM, like we do have this printout list of transactions from the drive. I'm wondering if we can match those transaction dates to the dates that someone was in here buying something. So I'm thinking that the staff here might, if we were very on their side and this person was an evildoer, possibly a corporate lackey, maybe they would let us know who had been in here on those dates buying something, if they can remember. While I go talk to Kerrigan. Or I could just lick the, the cash register. Yeah. Is it electronic? I suppose it is. They all are these days. I can lick the square thing. Yeah. Or the touch thing. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that would verify that the transactions... Right, we wouldn't know who the person happened, was. You'd, happened, you'd have you to lick a camera. Well, you'd know electronic information about the person if it was a credit card transaction. True. I mean, you have, oh, we have, you have the account. Yeah. The account. Yeah, that's the thing. I think we just talked to Kerrigan. All right, I'm going to go talk to Karen. Y'all talk to AIM. Yeah. Let's meet in the middle over some Christian failures. <laughs> Trying to appreciate uh, Clarissa's pilot not getting there, working on it. So you look over and you see a young woman who's got pretty heavy, like, cat eye makeup that looks uh, really pretty darn cool. And she's got very straight, shiny black hair that's sort of pulled back into a sort of a messy bun and a kind of big honking sort of gamer laptop. It, it is not particularly fresh or shiny. It's got a bunch of stickers on it, including several of the Blaha ones. There's also one that's like a, a Scott Pilgrim reference, <laughs> the Sex Babam band logo. And she's got kind of a, a beat up Wacom tablet and is sketching on that as she is working. Excellent. All right. Um, I'd just like to establish that I switched my hair to mini buns and I'm in a colorful dress and short jacket. Okay. Okay. It's getting a little younger. Gamery. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to slide into the booth opposite and, you know, hey, I'm a big fan. I watched uh, the key parts of your boyfriend dungeon playthrough. I can't believe you used the rapier the whole time. Bold move. Um, did a really good job. I felt that moment, um, that final boss, really some personal transformation. Also, I'm a little bit worried because we got some financial data about your bespoke store off a dead guy. And I think you might be in danger. Can we talk about this? So both she and I did not know where this was going from the start of that sentence to the end of the (laughs) sentence. So we both need a moment. (laughs) I mean, I think she's just, she just sputters and stutters. And I, I mean... Uh, first, you're, wait. You're you're a fan, de- dead guy. What? what um, I, I'm sorry. It's a dangerous world out Who there. Are you? You have a lot of promise. She's she's closed her yeah, laptop yeah. down. Who are you? I'm a private investigator hired on behalf of some real hardworking people to make sure that honesty and truth went through. And in the course of this investigation, we uncovered this data, and it has me really worried about your future. Says, do you have like? It's like, are you a, are you a cop, or do you have an ID or something, or um. This is you're you're coming you're coming in and saying I'm in danger and that's really freaking me out because if anyone is going to be endangering me it kind of seems like you right now so (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be a dick and I'm just going to push her emotionally because oh wow yeah so I'm going to say I believe she is anxious um, and for three points I can push her to joyful so oh all right mm -hmm. so does she get a roll against this I don't know let's look at the book. Wow. I did not think you would go there. I've been trying to be nice, but also I'd like this thing to happen. Page 48. So I guess the, 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 way, this, the way this works is, so the difficulty to do this at all mm-hmm. is two. Right. And then the difficulty increases with each step. And so you roll against that 
to see if this works. And then she's able to do a composure test to see if she understands what's going on. Okay, hang on. If she succeeds, then she will know that you're trying to fuck with her mind. But if I just push her from anxious to curious... It's the same role. But it's, it's, it's fewer steps, right? That makes it easier for you to do the die roll, right. but it doesn't change her ability to recognize this is happening. And then she's got to roll against four. Oh, but only if she's questioning it. I mean, anxious to curious could be subtle. The concern is that if she figures out that you're fucking with her brain, she will like refuse to help us do anything ever and and we'll have lost a lead and You're that's the always same so worried chance. about my powers well <laughs> yeah let's see this happen come on we're not we're not we're not playing this story you get to lick okay. things i get to lick not brains that's fair um okay so what would I, so if i'm spending two points i have to make a four is that so wait what what are uh how many steps are you trying to move for emotions Let's go one step, anxious to curious. Okay, so that means this is going to be a difficulty three roll. Okay. And then you may spend emotion control points to basically boost boost your die roll. So if I do two points, I just have to get better than a one. So I think it's difficulty three. So two points is a guaranteed success. Okay. So, and I would like to do this while I'm actually pulling out identification so that it makes sense that her mood would change to her. Like I want it to be contextual and not weird, right? So I want to oh, be good. like- that's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah I absolutely good. have a ton of identification. It's great of you to ask. I'm glad you're being cautious. Here's my PR card. Here's my driver's license. Here's my library card. Totally show you any credentials you want. Not here to fuck with you. All right. I say while simultaneously completely fucking with her. Wonderful. I did roll a four. I mean, it's a guaranteed success, but I feel like I earned it. I, um, I think you did. Yeah. No, that's that's odd. Okay. So yeah. So she's, she, you know, yeah, she was anxious and, and we're about this and she's, okay, you've got some information. And, and so she'll open up a little bit and she says, okay, well, I mean, you said I'm in danger. What? Do you think I'm in danger from? Well, so here's that we're not 100% sure, but I thought it was worth coming to you, right? We're a PI firm that tends to represent the underrepresented, the wrongfully accused. We're looking into this death that was ruled accidental, but probably isn't. Um, we think there might be a big corporation involved, not going to name it just for safety reasons. Um, but we found on a drive that the dead guy had their series of payments to your bespoke shop. That'd be a hell of a lot of stickers. So um, I'm real worried that you're wrapped up in something here. And if you are, we can help you out. We can help you get out of this without further trouble. She she takes a, a really deep breath because as soon as you say large payments to the bespoke shop, you kind of can tell from talking with her that she knows exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah. So what would it take from us for you to trust us enough to tell us what's going on, see if we can help you out? Well, you said that he's dead, right? I mean... Yeah, but... Uh, that means I'm not in danger from him, so... Uh, yes, but also if he was killed, then we have some concerns about whoever killed him. So you're accusing me of something? No, not at all. Not at all. You know. So can you give me a little more background about what you were doing for Carson? She says, well, I suppose you have um, those particular financial transactions. So I don't really need to be coy about this. I tend to run a shall we say, cash-only mm. operation, mm -hmm. entertaining clients. And a few months ago, Carson came to me and wanted to engage my services, but said that he only had access to this crypto money, whatever. You know, I didn't really like that, but also my computer had just broken. And for a little bit of a premium, we worked out a situation where he could pay me through the shop. All right. 
Fantastic. By the way, if you need any upgrades on that computer, Obi over here would probably just handle that for you. Real smart about tech stuff. Oh, that's that, that's kind of sweet, but actually, no, I, I got a pretty good one. Okay, you know, do have a soft spot for the underdog. All right, so it sounds like um, if it's just transactions between you and Carson, somebody else was out after Carson, you're probably safe. So I'm going to give you my card. I'm going to tell you, like, if you notice you're being followed or if any weird shit's popping off, like, give us a call. We'll do what we can. Um, just, you know, got a, we got a, got a little worried seeing your shop on this drive. And uh, I'd like you to keep streaming, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um. It got me worried too. You know, it's just banks don't really, uh, they frown on this kind of thing. And as I say, I'm streaming and I just didn't want they yeah. heat anymore. So that's why, that's why I, I kind of cut him off. Yeah, that's very reasonable. All right, weird things happen, call us. Otherwise, have a great day. All right. All right, so so I'm going to just say I didn't think we were clear that the financial data was Carson's. So now we know that. Uh, Would that also tell us that the larger transactions were going to or from Carson. Right. We we knew that it was his his card. And yeah, this is confirmed, as you say, that the account was one under his control. So he was paying out the thousands and thousands that match up with the meeting data. He was he was receiving the money to do the uh, and the meetings. Okay. At, around the meeting dates and then paying out the... both buying buying drink buying things here in Leo's and paying Kerrigan. Okay, cool. So uh, yeah. Micah? Have you have you shared have you have you already told me about this conversation? Let's let's actually let's let's sort of do it. Let's do a simultaneous cut. So while this was going on, Clarissa and Aubergine, what were the two of you up to? I was pointing at things and being like, what does that taste like? What does that taste like? I mean, maybe we're doing something more serious than that. But if we didn't have any plans, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I had a plan. I first tried to overhear the conversation that Micah was having with Kerrigan. And then when I realized that that was not going to work, I started to try to chat up the the blonde frap maker to see whether she remembered seeing someone who looks like Carson and whether he was doing anything unusual other than just sipping those coffees when he was at Leo's. You go up to the counter, Ames recognizes you and says, oh, Clarissa, we got some I hesitate to say good ones for you, but again, you know how this is a relative difference they're, type thing. Let me go in the back and get some stuff for you. They're, they're good ones for me. Good for you, not for us. No. But if you like them, that's good for everybody. You know, that's the Leo's way. Aww. And so while Ames is going in the back, the uh, other woman turns around and um, yeah. And so you see her again, she's like like six feet tall or whatever. And has a name tag that says uh, Mina on it. Mina or Amina? Mina, M-I-N-A. Mm. And um, yeah, she's sort of behind the counter there. Hi, you, you remember me. Uh, you're, you guys are always so, you're so good to me and my, you know, kind of special needs. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's, uh, um, it's Marissa, right? Uh, Clarissa, but honestly, close enough, uh, Clarissa Marlowe. And um, so I, I got, I'm having a bit of a weird day. So you know how you guys are, are union now? Because Toon did that stuff. She says, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, union all the way. She points to her pin. So it, 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 we are, you know what I do for a living, right? Um, um, you, you're like a, like a, like a taster, right? I mean. Like you, you taste, um, like a food taster, uh, like a poison food so, taster, something like I that. I mean, I, I, I have done that. Um, I'll, I'll just tell you, I taste things to solve crimes and protect unions. And. You could do a lot for the labor movement if you could maybe, if you happen to have seen a guy who looks like this 
who used to hang out here a lot pretty recently. And then he described Carson. She says, oh, um, that, I mean, you know, a lot of people come through here. So um, maybe she is lying. Yeah. You, your, your bullshit detector is going off that she is feigning not recognizing him and absolutely knows who you're talking about. Can I use intimidation to make her scared of third parties? Because I don't want her walking around scared of me, but I can. This is your mutant power? No, it's one of my investigative skills. Oh, interesting. Um, Yeah, I think I think maybe. Let's uh, look that one up. I, I scare people when I want to just through my stance because I'm a lizard. So I'm going to change my stance and be like, look, Mina, this is pretty important and it's pretty scary and it could get scary to you and to, you know, Ames and your colleagues, not from me, but from these other guys we're trying to catch. It is pretty important that we learn what this guy Carson was doing when he's in here. And I'm pretty sure that you know more than you're saying. And I kind of, I lick my lips. She is going to feel, unless she's a real lizard fan, pretty discomfited and intimidated. I'm proud of you for going there. I feel like that's a real stretch. I'm literally stretching. What does she do? Let me think on this because sort of default, she is not intimidated. And I, I think, I, because that's a, that's a her thing, yeah. right? That if if you try to get in her visit, she is, she is going to push back on that. And so I'm trying to think if this is a- Does she have powers? Well, let's, why don't I, why don't I give you that? I've got anamorphology. Okay. So you are, you are trying to physically intimidate her. Yeah. And I think that she squares up against sort of to you and what's a line that she could she could react to that you say i I said this is serious and it could get scary she sort of squares up to you and she says i'm not afraid of scary and as she does that you see her fangs poke down okay so she does have fangs power i want to use my anamorphology to see what other powers she might have so you can tell very clearly she's got mutant fangs. Yeah, yeah. From what you're observing of her, you can't tell if she has any other, like she's not expressing any other powers currently. She knows and she's not going to tell me. I'm going to try one more time. Okay. Look, Mina, first, your pastries are amazing. Second, I don't want you to be scared of me. I want you to be scared, like I'm scared, of union-busting corporate assholes who blow people up for fun, and we are trying to catch them before they blow up any more labor organizers. Can you please help us by telling us what you know about Carson? All right, so she says, okay, look, you're not cops, right? No. I mean, yeah, I've seen that guy in here, I guess. I mean, he looked like someone who would be up to some shady stuff. So if he pissed someone off enough that they burned him in a train car, you know, he probably had it coming. I mean, you should absolutely look at whatever he has going on, I guess. I don't know. What what are what do you need from me? He ordered milkshakes. Do you have security cameras in here? Can we like see who he was hanging with? She says no. No. And she's lying. Yeah. I uh Appreciate your help, and um, if I want another coffee, I will come talk to you and your colleague, and I just go over to Obi and let Obi know that there is security camera footage, and uh, maybe they could do some looking of their own to see who Carson was meeting with on that security camera footage. Yeah, 
So let's let's cut to let's cut to Obi. You've rattled her enough. She's about to t- t- going to take her break, but I think that let's do this as uh, yeah, as Obi. Okay. What do you do? Can I tell where the the cameras are? Like, is there is it obviously like there's a camera that I can see if I look up? I I think what you can do is if you look around that they've actually hidden one in one of the dolls. Oh my god! <laughs> and sort of looking, you can kind of see the reflection, which is why which is why that Mina could sort of plausibly lie, like it's not obvious. But yeah, one of the one of the eyes on uh, one of the dolls looks a little reflective in a way. Creepy. And I, and I actually will say, sort of for like slight narrative convenience. Actually, at this point, Mina does call over into the kitchen and says, Ames, I'm taking my 30. And she, like, walks back to a staff room. So actually, no one is at the counter right now. Well, that means I'm going to go get that doll and, like, its eyeball? Or I guess open it up and see if the the camera is in there? Yeah, so do you want to do this from camera view? Or do you want to go find, like, the recording place that the camera was connected to? Um... You're just gonna lick the doll's eye. I'm gonna lick the doll's eye. That's fair. That's weird. That's gremlin. I love it. Does that actually do anything, or do I? Did I just lick a doll's eye? No, I think we have established that by connecting physically to the camera, you are able to follow those electrical signals back to um, the the storage device. There is a lot of footage to go through. Luckily, you do have timestamps for you know when these transactions happened. Mm-hmm. So you can zero in on those and you see Carson coming, ordering, actually ordering two fraps usually each time. And you see him going and sitting with Kerrigan. All right. And there are some sort of later transactions that actually I, I should have I should have described this more specifically earlier. There are some transactions at Leo's that do not line up. The, the, the ones towards the end do not line up with, a, with, with money being paid off to Kerrigan. Interesting. In one of those, you see him sort of carry over with the, the two milkshakes and like that there is an argument and she refuses one and points and tells him to go away. It looks, it looks sort of heated and, and, and angry. Um, I will convey this information to my, my friends here. Uh, Micah? Micah? Yep. So Micah, have you left, have you left Kerrigan alone at this point? Yeah. Okay. Micah, did you ask Kerrigan why people might want Carson dead? I didn't. Maybe that would be good. You're super friendly and I'm a lizard. Do you want to, we can good cop, bad cop this, except that we're definitely not cops and I'm definitely not actually bad, but I am a lizard. Yes. Well, here's my, here's my vibe on it. Which might be wrong. Vibe. Because sometimes they're wrong. But here's my vibe. Uh Uh-huh. That, you know, this was a real legit economic side deal. And then Carson got his heart more into it. And Kerrigan told him to piss off. And that didn't go so well. But the thing is, we're following the small money transactions when there are these massive $1,000 money transactions that are not connecting to this location or this person. Oh, yeah. So... Oh, you're saying I should find out if there was pillow talk. I think you should find out if there was pillow talk because I think Kerrigan knows something that she hasn't told you. And then we can leave Kerrigan alone and just be fans and follow the large money. But I think Kerrigan knows why someone would have wanted Carson dead. And I think we should try to cause her to tell us. I can't believe you're encouraging me to use my powers like that. I didn't say to use your powers. Um, let's do it. <laughs> I, 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 did I say use your powers? I did not say that. Then I lick my nose again. Okay. Uh, I am going to swing back by, possibly with an offer of pastry and a milkshake. 
the carrick in the table and be like, hey, following up just briefly, as we're going through this economic data, do you know how much Carson was actually raking in? Because it is a lot. Did you know that? You were not getting the percentage of his lifestyle that you were entitled to, which seems pretty unjust to me. She says, well, I mean, I don't, I don't have any idea of what he was actually making or, or anything like that. She's lying. My fees are my fees. And so it's actually none of my business. What other assets he has, he paid me what he owed me. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. That feels very complete. It feels very healthy, very emotionally healthy. Do you have any idea who would have wanted him dead? She says no. And she's lying, right? <laughs> yeah, she is again lying when she says she, she doesn't know anyone who would want him dead. Okay, I'm going to try reiterating this again. There is a financial trail that links the two of you. People killing him <laughs> does not put you in the clear. If you set us against the people who want him dead, your future is safer. Do you want to just let me know? Or are you willing to chance it? Because if we've got those records, we're not the only people who have those records. You notice her getting a little scared at that. I think she also says, I'm not scared that what will happen to Carson would happen to me. And she's not lying. Okay, real legit. I mean, I can't intimidate, but I'd rather not, so. I can do it. Oh yeah, come on over, come bad cop this. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna come bad cop this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna use my intimidation and it's it's the same thing. It's not like, I don't want her to feel like I'm gonna punch her or spit venom at her. Although I do want her to know that's something I'm able to do. I want to be scary and unsettling in her presence so that she wants to tell me who might have wanted Carson dead and why, yeah. so that I'll go away and this disturbing lizard person who is maybe... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose, can I just cut in and propose a thing mm-hmm. that you're going to hate but then agree to? I think we should have a well-practiced good cop, bad cop routine in which neither of us are cops and no one's actually bad. Yeah. But where you come up and you actually kind of yell at both of us. Yeah. So it looks like you're pissed at Kerrigan and you're pissed at me. Yeah. And we've practiced this enough that you're actually going to drip some acid on something of mine that's completely disposable. Yes. Right. It may even be the signal is that like I put something, you know, I've put something out on the table in front of me and you're going to disintegrate it, I, perhaps a very bad paperback novel, <laughs> and you're literally spitting mad. I come up to, no, that's that's really dangerous. Okay. I, I come up to both of you and I say, I'm sorry, this is taking too long and we need this to go the right way. Kerrigan, if you feel super safe with Carson dead, that raises a whole other quest, set of questions and not just for us. But if you can help us protect you in this city by telling us what you know, things will go better for all of us. And as I say that, I'm going to put my corrosive hand onto the completely disposable copy of the Tales of Edgar Allan Poe. No, no, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. It's obviously Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, is it? Okay. I, I own like 12 copies so that you can keep disintegrating it. The copy of Fifty Shades of Grey, fine, uh, that you carry around for this purpose. And it's very obvious that my... Uh, right hand uh, will just corrode organic matter. I love that there's just like a smoking handprint like halfway through the book. Yeah. Cratering it. Yeah. If Kerrigan is not used to being around this particular power set, it is going to be kind of horror movie. And I'm going to act scared. I'm acting scared, acting scared. Carissa, no, don't get out of control. It's terrifying. We need this information now. Kerrigan? Nothing can stop lizard acid. Haven't you seen the alien movies? 
All right. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of how I, how I want to want to play this, this out here, because when you said the, if you're not scared, that raises a whole host of other questions. She took that as a direct threat and was getting upset and started to like pack up her stuff. Right. That's sort of a, like a, this, this interview is over. I don't have to talk to you kind of thing. Yeah. I think that she does that. She's, she's doing that. And I think that she's, she's saying, let's see, how do I, let's, um, okay. So I mean, let me just like sort of consult, consult my clues to make sure that I'm like kind of pushing, pushing this right. Okay. If she's got nothing for us, then she's got nothing for us, but gotta try. So I, th- I think she, I think she's sort of responding to that. Like, okay, you're, you're threatening me both physically and by saying that, yeah, accuse, accusing her, right, of being, of being involved in this. And, and so she says that, look, I can, I can be happy that he is now officially guaranteed out of my life. And sorry, I just, I just need a, a little second on this. Actually, you know what? You know what? Let's, let's take five on this. Um, I need to go to the bathroom. And if, if people need water or something like that, and I can kind of come back and, and do this properly that is going to gonna lead you and, you know, et cetera. Okay. So leave things rolling. Um, but I do need a little bit of a break. Okay, let's take five. I feel like there should be a there should be a series of things that we've all practiced where it's like, okay, do the fifty shades maneuver. Yeah. Right? Like like there's just a series because we've been in a PI firm long enough that it's like, here's the signal, let's run that one. This gives you, you a chance to help her calm down and gain her trust. Exactly. Exactly. It's bad cop, good cop, really. Exactly. Okay, let's get the Does she have a computer? Because I should like lick the computer while you're distracting her. <laughs> probably. Probably. That's the other part of the fifty shades maneuver. All right, we ready to get back to this? Uh, is there anything we should know as players before we're we're all in character again? I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I mean it's it's like running interrogations is is a little tricky. I mean, a you know y'all don't have that much leverage here. In 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 B, it's like at what point did the character like GMCs want to keep their secrets? Yeah, and so it's free for me to just say that they keep you know. So, um, yeah. but I I think I have. Okay, I, I think I, I think I have a way to, to kind of get. Okay, we also um, were wondering, or I was wondering, d- does does she have a computer with her that might be lickable while she is distracted by these scary people? Good not cop, bad not copying her. Absolutely, yeah. No, she's got she's got a computer. So if, yeah, if you want to do some shenanigans to get that computer, uh, please do shenanigans. I do have skills in filch, which is the uh, stealing ability. She will know that it's gone. Can we have a move where I like literally upset the table and then you can grab the computer, lick it and give it back to her? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. You must have dropped this. Yeah. So actually what I want to layer in here a little bit is to cut back over to Aubergine. Mm -hmm. And as you are kind of tracing the security cameras and you're kind of watching through and you see like, okay, you know, there's Carson at these, these various different times, Carson having what looked like a fight with Kerrigan. You also kind of notice that there is there are other kind of cameras connected into this sort of network. Mm-hmm. And there's another angle, which is down the hallways towards the bathroom. When you sort of follow up after the fight and Carson sort of storms off, you kind of look over at that angle to the bathrooms and there are some more of the dolls kind of lined up there. And just in absolute frustration, you see him 
bring his his arm up and fire a quick burst of flame at one of those dolls. Oh, well, that's that is a important context. So that's what you're seeing while they're intimidating Kerrigan. Um, this seems like it might be a convenient time for me to, like, send them a telepathic message. Oh, perhaps you could. I mean, since I can do that. <laughs> yes, please do. I'll be like, um, guys, I, so do I spend a point for that or what do I do to just to do a message? Yeah, so you'll, you'll spend two points. And so I want to I go back to the interrogation to sort of give something there. Mm-hmm. And then as that's there, they can get the connection in from you. All right, sounds good. So Kerrigan says, it sounds like you're threatening me and that makes me want to get out of this situation. And to be honest, I think it's a little ironic that you're bringing up Carson and then treating me in the same way. That guy was, I, yeah, I guess maybe he was rich. I don't know where he was getting his money from. But I don't care particularly how much he had relative to how much he was paying me, but I care about how he was treated me when I cut him off. And he was entitled and he was a jerk and he stormed in here. And that's why I'm glad that he's gone because now I feel safer with him not around. Does that answer your questions? I feel like you're doing a really good job of stating your boundaries and talking about your feelings. And I appreciate that. I think that actually you get a crack of a smile at that. She says, thank you. Anyway. I'm sorry, I guess I can't help your investigation more, but I don't know about anyone who is paying him. All I know is he paid me. We'd really love the help, but we're not here to be dicks to you. Can I use my bullshit detector while they're having the conversation? Is is this bullshit about whether uh, Kerrigan knows who was paying Carson? She does not know who was paying him. Okay. That, that specific line, she does not know who was paying him. Does she know what he did for a living? What sort of thing he was getting paid to do? Are you asking her? Oh, I can't use bullshit detector unless it's to kill, like get a direct lie. I was hoping I mean, I you could... could ask her what his profession was. She would probably answer. I that. was hoping Micah would do that since uh, she's the good non cop. Oh, okay. I mean, can, can we find out what Carlson did for a living? Didn't we just find that on the internet though? Not if he was an off the books arsonist, for example. Yeah, but he's not. He's actually worked for Covalent Labs, and I figured we Googled him, and it was some bullshit thing that wasn't about him selling secret samples of rocket fuel. He was either selling secret samples of rocket fuel, or he was being paid to... Tor- Look, are we doing this telepathically? Well, you do You do not yet have a telepathic coach. We're doing, we're doing it with meaningful glances. <laughs> yeah. No, look. We're doing it, the whole thing is meaningful glances. I, I don't think you need to go down this route. Like, in, in doing background on Kim, he was a chemist at Covalent Labs. Okay. Like, that was his profession. Like, that's not... But he was also that's a fire projector. Secret. Well, you are about to learn that, but people can be two things. Yes. So Obi's about to tell us he lit his own dumbass on fire. Yeah. So let's, well, let's keep this conversation. You're right. So you sort of hear the conversation. You hear Obi's voice in your head. And I don't know like how many times this has happened, but I think it, it startles you every time. <laughs> Obi, what, what's, what are you saying here? That dude could set people on fire and no preamble. I'm just starting with, oh my God, he could set people on fire. Or set things on fire. He could do fire things with his hands. I'm just getting impatient. Kerrigan, Kerrigan, you don't know who paid Carson for stuff and he was a jerk and you're better off without him. We we got that. Was he paid to burn things? What? (laughs) Carson? Was he paid to burn things? God, no. Was he paid to give away secret stuff? I mean, who knows what he was paid for? There's no way he was paid to burn things. That guy was so afraid of his powers. Did he have other powers besides burn stuff? 
Did I say he had, oh. Yeah, you did. Yeah, well, I guess I did. Also, we know he could burn stuff. Oh, okay, well, guess that's why you're the PIs. That is why we're the PIs. Also, people who have burn stuff powers sometimes have don't get burned powers. Yeah, I know. I've read the Quaid diagram. Sure, but that means we want to find out if he's actually dead because you don't want this dude around because he was an entitled jerk. Look, I don't know if he was fireproof at all. Mm-hmm. I do know he was a sender, and I do know that it freaked him out because, like, he worked with chemicals and things. He was afraid of blowing himself up. So based on that, I would assume he probably wasn't fireproof because he'd probably have a lot more confidence around it. Mm. I think at, at this point— But we should also just pay for Kerrigan's yeah. lunch or whatever because she's <laughs> been real good about answering things, and we appreciate it. So I'd like to just— put some money on the table and be like, we appreciate the info. Yeah. So I, I think it, here, Mina walks over and, you know, you, you haven't actually seen a lot of people's feet. I mean, like if you look around, or the, like everyone here is wearing Doc Martens, just like laying that out there. It's that mm-hmm. cool of a place. Mm-hmm. But Mina has the uh, Marceline from Adventure Time limited edition Doc Martens. Uh-huh. And in this fantasy world, they actually did make them in sizes greater than nine. Aww. And I am still harboring that grudge. Oddly, Kerrigan is wearing Converse and is the only person in this whole place who's not wearing Doc Martens. Yeah, she hasn't switched over yet. I don't know. But it's the high-rise Converse, so they're still cool. Okay. It still works, even though it's getting into October. Yeah. So... Mina comes walking over and she's got like a big, like floofy, like white coat or something like that under her arms. And because she's about to head out, it's cold outside. And she says, Hey, babe, are these people bothering you too? And she leans down and kisses Kerrigan and actually like a little kind of deeply. And as she comes up, Kerrigan sort of, you see her sort of lick the inside of her lip a little bit and you catch a bit of blood. Okay. And Mina sort of stands back up and is glaring at you. I've got an investigative ability that I need to use right now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Fangs go with possession. I want to know whether Mina has the ability to possess people, which I can do with anamorphology. And I want to know whether Mina is influencing or possessing Kerrigan. Oh, there is no indication that she is possessing Kerrigan. Okay. And Kerrigan actually like blushes and smiles a little bit. Like... She's happy to see her girlfriends. Fire setting goes with trance susceptibility. One theory of the case is that Covalent figured out that Carson was selling secret sin fuel stuff and hired Mina to possess him so he would blow himself up. Yeah, but another theory of the case is nobody had to hire Mina to blow him up. She just blew him up because he was fucking with her girlfriend. That's also a good theory of the case. Both theories are theories in which she used possession, which goes with fangs, to make Carson blow himself up. So I really want to know if she has possession. Can I use anamorphology to find out? All you can do with that power, or all you can do with that ability is to tell if someone is is using powers. Oh. And Mina is absolutely not possessing Kerrigan right now at all. They have acute you know, transbian relationship going on. Aww. Okay. Can I take a shot at this? Sure. Okay. So now that we've seen the flash of fang and a little bit of blood, I just want to be like, oh my God, Mina, big fan of your name. Mina Harker crossover, right? As if she were bitten by Dracula. Beautiful. Love it. She interrupts you and says, yeah, I know some girls who name themselves using subtext and they're all cowards. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. P.S. Can you possess people? She says, whoa. Um, Because if so, I've got questions. I've got some empathy, like literally as a power. I'm not sure how to use it. Very confusing to me. Can you do that thing? Because we could talk. Not to me. Not to me. She says, I don't think I need to tell you. 
and I don't feel like I want to tell you. At this point, I trip over a chair leg, go flying in a way that lands my face close to Mina's boots and literally lick her boot. Does it taste like the other boot sole that I licked? And can it taste any sin fuel residue? Uh, by the way, does this also knock the laptop off? Are we like getting both of those things in? <laughs> yeah, of course it does. And at the same time, I'd like to empathy and bullshit detect on Mina's answer. Okay. All right. So that one is easy because all she said was she doesn't have to tell you and she doesn't want to tell you. Right. And that's absolutely true. <laughs> right. But the question is, am I getting from empathy? Am I getting like defensive withholding or am I getting righteous anger because she doesn't actually fucking possess people? I think she's what you're getting is anger that you're coming around and asking questions and you seem to be bothering Kerrigan is, is sort of that anger. That's legit. But I feel like there's a, you know, speaking of subtext, am I allowed to push empathy to see if she's got like either guilt or exaltation feelings under that about her badass ability to possess people? Um, My point is that that someone who can actually possess people is going to have a whole lot more emotion than someone who's just mad that I asked them this question. Okay. All right. If you want to push bullshit, I'll give you this. <laughs> Lick ink pushes a bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to push bullshit. Thank you. She does not have possession. Ha. Subtext that. How do her boots taste? You do not taste the chemical on her boots. Aubergine, over to you. So... Laptop went spilling. Yeah. So I'm going to like pick it up. Are they like looking at me? Can they see what I'm doing? I, I think you have Chaos. like a, like, yeah, you have like half a, half a, you know, like a second or two to kind of do some quick stuff. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to lick that computer and um, see, see what I can find. All right, what are you looking for here? I'm looking for anything about her relationship with, um, was it Carson? I'm so bad at names. Carson. And like any, any diary entries, if she's got them, any th- connections to the lab thing. And any secret files just in general, because that seems like it's probably going to have something interesting. Yeah. You find like sort of quickly, there's there, she has an email folder called receipts and there are some sort of increasingly uncomfortable and again, entitled bordering on possessive messages from Carson after she, you know, cut him off. Mm-hmm. And some of it starts to get accusatory actually. And I will say that you, you know, he talks kind of about how she's manipulated him and, and all of that. And the the vibe that you're also kind of getting there is, oh, wait, Kerrigan also has some powers that have come up. Can I forward these emails to like our thing? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that. I'm going to send those all to like our personal evidence dump email. <laughs> all right. I say we back gracefully out of Leo's before we embarrass ourselves <laughs> And make it look like we were just all wrapped up in their fantastic romance. <laughs> I'll angelically say, I think you dropped this. <laughs> sort of as 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 you're leaving, you hear you hear Mina say, all right, I'm gonna I, I was gonna go grab a quick nap and then head over to the dry cleaners. Um, but I'll catch you back here later. And Kerrigan gives her another kiss. So as you're as you're leaving at Leo's here, two things happen simultaneously. One is that you get a a text on your phone from Tom. He's got some of that security footage for you. And the other thing that happens is that some guy with fire blast powers starts torching your car. Rude. What do you do? We're not in it yet, right? No, you're not in it. This is sort of like walking out. It's parked across from Leo's. 
and someone has their arm out and you, you sort of catch them as you see the fire shooting towards your car. How do they know it's our car? Maybe we shouldn't have had the vanity license plate that said lick things. Well, that's it. That's <laughs> too- yeah, okay. Valid, valid. <laughs> so is this guy Carson? No. He's not Carson, but he does project fire. He's also got kind of a mask on. But you know what? I'm going to say, Micah, you're you're good with people and other things. This person has an incredibly similar build and demeanor to the security guard from the train yard earlier. That's how he knows what our car looks like. What's his mask like? Black ski mask. It's it's like fabric. It's not like a hard kind of riot gear mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. if I were to spit venom at him, that would work. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that would be real harsh, though. What's his uh, What's his emotional state? Let's see. What's the appropriate one for wanting to scare off the nosy PIs? Um, I, somewhere between angry and disgusted, I think, kind of in that in that area. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I, I think I am inclined to push him to depressed. Oh, okay. I mean, that's real close to angry, honestly, which is, you know, like kind of kind of push him between depressed and sad, kind of on that that low energy side of depressed. Okay. So, so you want to try that uh, and uh Clarissa, you were you were just like instinct acid spit, is that? Yeah, I'm just like get away from our car, jerk. All right, you might double whammy this guy. Yeah, n- not in his face though. That's mean. Do his like do his foot. Unfortunately, venom only works on your face. Oh, it does. It's not going to kill the dude, but oh, you're doing ven- you're doing venom, not acid. I can't spit, spit acid, okay. and I can't secrete venom. I secrete acid and spit venom. Oh, sorry, I, I was uh, I was conflating those two in- incorrectly. I'm gonna yell, "Get away from our car, Yamuk!" and spit venom at the gentleman in a ski mask, which will not protect him from my venom because it's just a piece of fabric. It's porous, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hawk a venomous loogie right at him long distance. So now we're getting a little bit into kind of the combat side of things. And the way this works is that you're going to roll against what's known as his hit threshold. And the default for that is three. So you can put points again from your your spitting to try to beat this roll. If you land it, we will then roll for damage. Okay, I'm going to put one point uh, of my four that are in my venom spitting pool, and uh, that is a four plus one, so a five. Okay, so that hits, and you get to roll damage, and you get a plus one modifier on this, based on the uh, on the description of venom spit. Okay, that is a one on the dice. Okay, so... But he does have venomous mucus across his face, and that's when... Micah, you're coming in with some of that emotion stuff. Yeah. How how are we kind of swinging his? I, th- I think anger is where we'll put him. Okay. I guess that's a, a a three difficulty if you want to get him to depressed. Yep. Yep. That seems good. Okay. I'm gonna try and just spend one point and pray that the dice are kind to me. Okay. So that'll that'll make it a two. And yes, I got a four. All right. All right. I mean, this I, this is a true double whammy of like I think he falls to his knees, clawing at his trying to claw his face mask off in, uh, in, in, I think, is there agony involved in this, uh, venom Steph? Uh, yes, it is. It is painful. Yeah. And while at the same time, just starting to feel incredibly emotionally bottomed out from that depression. Yeah. And it's just, I think, I think we get to the knees and then sideways from there, kind of like almost fetal position on the ground, clawing at his face. He stopped shooting fire, so that worked. 
the car is kind of burning though. So uh, I'm actually going to give Aubergine an opportunity to act here. Anything you want to do in this situation? Can I technokinesis a fire hydrant if there's one there? I don't think a fire hydrant is technical enough to be able to be manipulated. It's it's purely mechanical. Okay. And I probably cannot technokinesis it into not the car into not being on fire. That's probably not how my powers work. Is there a nearby building with a fire suppression system that can be technokinesis to spit it outside? I mean, they probably have a fire extinguisher in the back of Leo's. Just, you know. <laughs> oh, that also would be a thing. Yeah. Um, just trying to decide it. Because my first instinct was to try and steal his phone. But maybe I should deal with the fire first. I can steal his phone for you. Thank you. Okay, I'll go get a fire hydrant, a fire extinguisher then from Leo's. Yeah, you, you run back in and Ames is there back at the register and you're screaming about fire. Uh, Ames runs back to the kitchen, grabs a fire extinguisher and hands it to you. But for you to kind of do this quickly and sort of see how this goes, do you mind doing a, doing an athletics test on this? Oh dear, I have none of that. Um, I'll try. <laughs> All right, this is the, can you put out the fire fast enough with your fire extinguisher? I cannot. I got a one. I'm tripping and falling on my face. Oh no. That's what happens when you use the wrong die. You make it back with, with the fire extinguisher, but I think that it is it is at the point where you, know, you, you you get the fire out, but the car is now no longer in a drivable state. Again. <laughs> That's what insurance is for. I go over to the dude and- Can I also be at the, can we do the dude at the same time? Go, go ahead. I have, a, I have a plan. Yeah. Okay. Because I just kind of want to like sit down, pull the dude's head in my lap, get his ski mask off, stroke his hair- Say they're there. We all have these moments where life just feels hopelessly large and meaningless. And I know you're really questioning who you've been working for and why you're doing all this. It's a real tough time. I want you to feel those feelings and tell me how I can help uh, um, by interacting with those people you're working for, for example. I do not recommend that you put his head in your lap at this time as you laugh will <laughs> acquire a kind of burning sensation. There, I mean, there's I'm more, I'm more crotch in, armor. I suppose I should put my jacket down there for <laughs> I kind of figured I would take the ski mask off first and then, yeah. you know, go into the there there. While you're doing that, I take his phone and I hand it to Aubergine. Once they have put the fire out. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's sort of coughing and, and sputtering and he just says, you know, they just <clears throat> um, paid, paid me to, 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 to get, to, to, to get you out of here, you know, to, um, you know, that's you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be helping the union. Um, that's the, they, yeah, they, they wanted me to scare you off. They are not paying you enough, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I realize that now. Maybe you need a union. I do. You know, honestly, the. The security gate, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's bad hours, inconsistent hours. It's, I, I could talk to some of the other people. Micah, can you ask about the initial thing that we're investigating? Well, first I'd actually like to know who paid him. I mean, can we start there? Like, are you want to let us know who paid you? Cause we could pay them back a little bit for this discomfort you're having right now. It's, it's from, um, is a job through, through the firm and he, he, he sort of taps to where I guess he's he is not wearing his uh, his traction security kind of uniform, but mm-hmm. where the the badge would be. We're getting into this is like the Pinkerton stuff here of just like using violence to dissuade union activity is is this angle you're getting from him. So and this is the the security firm. Yeah. And then what else was I going to ask? If he had anything to do with the initial. Oh yeah. Did you did you? No judgment here. No judgment here, bro. But. 
that train fire, like any info about it? Were you there? What? No, no. Your bullshit detector doesn't go off. He seems to be telling the truth. You seemed, you seemed real mad when we were coming around. Is that just because you've been told to be anti-union? They told me to scare you, to scare you guys off. That's, that's, that's the job I was doing. And, <coughs> um, yeah, that's, um, I should not have taken that job in retrospect. Usually people run when I torch their cars. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're feeling right now, the Germans call it Weltschmerz. It's world weariness. It's going to wear off in like seven minutes. You're going to be okay. <laughs> you're all right, buddy. But I, th- I really think you should um, look for different work. You have a lot of skills. You really have a lot of skill sets here. And this is... You're saying that, but I just don't feel it right now. I just don't feel like I've got much to contribute. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a, anything. That's how depression is. Like depression comes in. It just it just takes away our future possibilities. But Micah? Give it a little time. Or wait. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Aubergine, do you have any of those uh, uh, bug bug things? Like like the bugs that pick up- Audio bugs. Audio bugs? Yeah. Micah, do you think that this gentleman might have considered, uh, might realize how much he and, and people like him need a union to the extent where he wear a wire for us? Oh, perhaps, but-, but um, I'm just asking. But then, then what's the next part of that plan? You ask him if he'd wear a wire for us? And then he wears a wire and he goes back to the security people who we already know hired him to torch our car. And maybe learns if they also hired somebody else to blow up the car. Not our car, the train car. Oh, the train car. Wait, didn't Tom text us 20 minutes ago with security footage? Oh, yeah, let's go see that. Yeah, I mean, literally, I mean, 30 seconds ago, pretty much. Having your car set on fire is very distracting. It is. It is very distracting. Okay, so here's the thing. I like the bug plan, but I feel like we should give this guy some time to recover. He's having a real rough time right now because I just made him hella depressed. And we have his phone. So we could go check the security footage and then circle back to this guy if we need to send him in as our mole. Should I call a lift for us or something? Uh, Yeah, probably. I just thought you might mean bugs to eat because, you know, you're a lizard. Oh, I have those too, but the rats are better. Would you like some bugs? There's like this amazing kind of cricket thing that's got like dried wallpaper paste. Anyway, I'll. I'll, do you want to call us a lift, Aubergine? You can just do it with your mind, right? Yeah, sure. I'm going to like bite the phone and call a lift on his account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I think we should prop security guy against the um, against the side of Leo's and see if Ames will kind of look after him for the next 10, 15 minutes. A- Ames has, has talked people through worse. So uh, he's in good hands. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Appreciate it. Did the lift come? Are we on our way to, to see Tom? Sure. Yeah. So let's cut, let's cut over to where, where you are with Tom. I think he would meet you at your office because I don't think he would, having acquired this security footage through unofficial means, be showing it to you in his office. Okay. But yeah, so it's, you know, it's, as I said, it's like a five minute ride back to your place and um, he's there sipping some coffee as he's standing there. And um, he says, uh, well, um, this is, uh, we got, we got some stuff from uh, some of the train platforms, you know, that the, 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 Train stopped at in the 20, 20 minutes before the fire. So um, feel free to feel free to look through here. I, I, I have um, they they earmarked the times when uh, when the train came in. So uh, you know, just uh, you can just take a look at the platform from there. Sounds great. All right, what investigative skill are you using to look through this footage? Are we watching it together? Yeah, do you have it up on the monitor in some way? I can use the the uh, OB projector and put it in my mouth and <laughs> touch the TV. Tom says, I got to get back though. Um, I got some meetings and, and again, you didn't get this, uh, this particular thing from me, um, in any legal sense of that would. Yeah. In terms of, uh, what investigative skill are we using? The ones I've got that are helpful are evidence collection generally and, uh, explosive devices. I should be able to see if any blowy up things are visible anywhere. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. That's, that's good. Yeah. And I still have electronic surveillance and data retrieval. So that's probably helpful with the, with the video and document analysis. If digital documents count. I think that all, that all comes together. Yeah. I was mostly asking for, uh, you know, just hewing to the game rules, but again, you have, you can all look at footage of train cars and you know, you see some, uh, so again, various people on the platform, though one person does kind of stand out. There's what looks to be a, a tall blonde woman in a big white fluffy coat uh, who gets on about two stops before the, 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 the train catches on fire. Okay. Does she get off the train before it catches fire? There is not footage of her leaving. Oh, because it, it's it's from it's from platforms, and so you can, you go to the next platform, you don't see her leave the train. You go to the next platform, you don't see her plane, and then there's no more footage because the train stopped when it caught on fire. And did I see her in the um, initial footage that I looked at of inside the train car? Yeah, no, because the, what you saw was was sort of incomplete and only that camera angle. Mm-hmm. But again, those shots were very spaced out so there could have been more than enough time for someone somewhere else on the train to approach seems like we should investigate mina a little more what else connects to fang uh not much to the quay diagram power absorption um excuse me say that again power absorption oh so someone with fangs next to someone who's got pyro powers could absorb the pyro power and set the pyro person on fire yeah although i don't see how i guess she walks away oh all she has to do is leave something super explody near him absorb his powers and set the explody thing on fire while keeping a safe distance and he blows up and she does not okay well that's a real good theory yeah but we still need to know who was paying him off and for what maybe now speaking as a sort of Going back to your client, your client just needs evidence that this was not an accident. Oh. I mean, kind of feels like we have that. Well, we have evidence that Carson was doing something shady, that he was a fire projector, and that a woman who might have absorption powers was on the train when it blew up. So we've got a good story to tell. Be nice to get a little bit more evidence for it. Well, Spoiler, I heard Mina was taking a nap, and I have observed dreams. Ooh. Let's go figure out exactly where she's napping. I don't have to be nearby. Isn't it non-local? Observed dreams, you have to be quite close. Oh, let's go find out where she's napping. Okay. Well, she mentioned going to sleep in her car. So uh, I think lift back to Leo's. Again, she's just on break. All right. Let's walk up and down the street until we find a white puffy coat sleeping in a car. And then I'm going to look in her brain. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a kind of rusty Camry and you see that she's in the in the driver's seat, pushed it way back and she's sleeping underneath the coat. And so now you're close. There's like a little bit of staining on it. But yeah, she is fast asleep. So you can get up close to her. Micah. And what does this look like? Excellent. I'm going to casually lean against the car like I'm doing something else entirely and look at my phone and just observe the heck out of these dreams. So how does what does that look like? How does that feel for you as you're going in? Uh, well, the tricky part is to remember to stay standing up, right? Like I have to kind of have to go into the dream. So I did have to practice early on with this power to get my body to just stand without me. <laughs> Otherwise, I fall over. We can prop you up. Yeah, y'all might have to, um, because it's a little... Or we could sit next to the car. 
Yeah. So it's actually like a matter of kind of closing my eyes and like going backwards out of my own skull and into the, you know, like the way I feel into it is into the presence of the other person. And then that opens out into their dreamscape. Luckily, I haven't figured out how to walk around in dreamscapes. So I just, I'm just looking at it. Yeah. And I, and I think that this power gives it like from her perspective. Yeah. And so when you enter, it's, it's actually all black and you hear Kerrigan's voice say, what can you do today, babe? And Mina sort of responds, I don't know. And Kerrigan says, open your eyes. And then sort of the eyes open and you see that you are flying. You're above New Arcadia and have just that, uh, you know, flying in dreams kind of wonderful euphoric feeling. Sort of as you're flying around, you see all the things happening out of the city and then subway cars going and you start flying towards the car and it it sort of catches fire and sort of the dream shifts and you're surrounded by fire and you look down and your hands are on fire. And then sort of the, 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 the dream, the dream sort of shifts at, at that point and you're kind of kicked out. Yeah. Then, then it's actually just about like, like, I don't know, bunnies and watching cartoons and stuff. It, no longer, uh, no more clues in the dream is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say that there was an observable stain on that white coat? Yes. How hard would it be for me to lick the coat? Well, you'll have to break into the car mm-hmm. and lick the coat without disturbing her. Um, Actually, I think that probably I would, it is not hard to lick a coat without waking her up. Getting into the car without waking her up would be tricky. I can wait for her to wake up and then like trip and fall again and lick the coat. I mean, that's your call. You're the player. Who's good at breaking into cars? I am good at breaking into things in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, it's not, I mean, it's not a uh, super old car. There's computers on this car. Oh, yeah. Can I just talk to the car and be like, hey, why don't you open the door for us? Yes, though this will be a roll. This is a use of your technokinesis. All right. So does it add, do I choose points from the um, pool again or does it just, or do I just, um, does it have an automatic amount of points it adds? This is a difficulty. So there's a difficulty chart for different levels of technology and Honestly, I'm going to put a late model Camry as uh, halfway between car comma vintage at three and car comma modern at five. So it would actually be a, a four difficulty for you to talk to this car and tell it to do car things. And can I add things to my roll or is it um, just a straight roll? Oh, no, you can you can put your technokinesis points into this one. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to put three points because... I have no trust in my rolling abilities Okay. today. And so this is to tell the car to open? Yeah. Maybe I'll put four points. I'm going to put four points. No, I'll put three points. I'm good. Okay. I think three is actually a guaranteed win. Yeah. Because this is a difficulty four. Oh, yeah, because I have to get to four. I don't know why my head suddenly said we need to get to six. Anyway, I got three, so that's going to be six. Okay. And yeah, you hear the, the, the door locks disengage. I tell the car it's a good boy and thank it. Aww. It, it tells you that, that uh, you're a good person to remember to, to, to check your engine every day. Tell it I will, except that my engine, I don't tell it what happened to my car. Never mind. That would be mean. 
Okay, so dreamwise, I think that's pretty indicative. It's, it seemed like because Carrion was saying, "What can you do today?" that we have at least a strong suggestivity that um, Mina can absorb powers. We're about to lick the coat, which will confirm it. Um, when that happens, do we just take this info to Tom? We definitely take the info to Tom, and we'll see what's on. We'll see what's on the coat. It would be lovely to know who was paying Carson. Yeah. And it would be cool to know whether Mina was being mind controlled. I can probably get Mina's phone now that we're in her car. It's a good idea. So the door creaks open and what next? She's currently asleep. I lick her coat and look for her phone. All right. So licking her coat, you taste that stain and it tastes... Just like that fuel. That is the stain on this coat. Hey. And if y'all want to get her phone, that's going to be a filch roll. Who's good at filching? I have some pretty good filch if, um, any, unless someone else wants to try it. You'll be licking the phone. I vote you filch it. That seems fair. Let's see. Her phone is, I think she has fallen asleep holding it. So that is not not a walk in the park sort of sort of thing. Uh, so a more complicated filch. Yeah, if you want to do this without waking her up. Okay. Um. So I'll take like God, like four points probably. That seems like a good amount of filching points. Does that sound right? I am still not sure. How many do you have total? Ten. I put like at least five or six on it. Cause, I mean, how much are you gonna have to filch between now and when we go back to Tom? <laughs> that's true. I'm gonna put ten. Po- no, I'm not. I'll put six. I think that's a good plan. Okay, roll for it. All right, I got a two, so plus six is eight. You slip that phone out of her hand, and she stirs a little, but stays asleep. Yes. Lick that phone. Lick that phone. I think I'm more of a biter than a licker. I know that's a little off. um, It's off brand. Oh, my goodness. We've made a whole acronym. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But I lick while I bite, so it kind of counts. I'll take it. All right. There's a lot of stuff on there. What are you looking for? If, If she's been in contact with Carson or that company, and if she's been receiving mysterious payments, I think those are a good place to start. Okay. And also any texts or or hey how about this does it have location service can i tell where she was at the time of the explosion oh no so there is not a location history kept on the phone she's got a a a newer iphone that that has that privacy guard in place (laughs) i i I mean certainly from from your perspective you know where she was i think that there's not there's not anything really about like there's not what you're there's no messages to Carson. Mm-hmm. There's no shady organization stuff on there. What you do have is there are texts between her and Kerrigan, I think sort of the night of the fire, where Mina says that she's actually going to go see a concert that night, that Ames got her tickets to uh, to Cat Ears, and that's where she was going to be that night. Um, but that's about it. All right. Is there anything else between her and Kerrigan that would be telling I will scroll past all sexts. Oh yeah. So going going back, I mean, there's there's a lot of venting about Carson and Kerrigan talking about how he's you know she's she's worried and he's overreacting and kind of all this other stuff. But that's about it. Okay. Y'all have any ideas of other things I should look for while I'm searching the phone? Yeah. 
I would like to know if she has cat, actually got Cat Ears tickets and if there's any indication that she saw the band. Or has any Cat Ears music on the phone while we're at it. I think there is some Cat Ears music on on the phone, maybe a little bit, but there's no like venue photos or anything of the band. Like there, there is there is no information as to her whereabouts while the train was catching fire. Also, can we just get a quick glimpse in her finances? Oh yeah. Any big payments in, big payments out? None. She's she's j- just you know the what what she gets working at at Leo's. I think we've got a complete theory of the explosion. It'd be cool to know what shady side deal Carson was conducting, and it certainly sounds like it sounds like Kerrigan didn't know she was doing this when she was trying to protect him. And if she didn't know that Carson was carrying super flammable synth fuel, then she probably figured she could just have him, she could just set him on fire, call it an accident and walk away and was probably not intending to blow up an entire train car. Yeah, if we consider that we have the knowledge that Carson was afraid of his own powers, then Mina copying the powers and using them against him would have been to scare him away from Kerrigan. Exactly, except that there was synth fuel. Right, because he's selling it on the DL. Probably. One thing that Aubergine has not found out yet is uh, the source of the payments. Is that a thing we could find out? Remember that? Or did we try and fail? Oh, yeah. Did you try and fail to figure out who was paying Mr. Davis? No, I decided that forensic accounting was too boring for me to bother with. Uh, but then I forensic accounted it, but I think it was an untraceable crypto. Yeah, it was, you know, through through a tornado or whatever, it, you know. Mm. I, I will say, you have a great theory of this, yeah. of the, what happened in the situation. The question is, can you get evidence for your client that there were powers being used on the train? Well, we've got the coat with the fuel on it, which is pretty suggestive. We've got her getting on the train. We have absolutely not admissible in court dream evidence that she's an, a power absorber. We know she has fangs. Also, I mean, we, we, we want as compelling evidence that it wasn't the train's fault, right? We just, we just that's all we need to prove. I think that the, the part where the person who blew up had fire powers, like, I feel like that's enough to at least say maybe we should investigate this more. Like that that just seems very relevant. Or is that being um anti-mutant? I mean, if we did firepowers plus synth fuel, that's because the synth fuel is, is still there. That's true. The one location we haven't tried, and uh, we might want to pay a quick visit to them, is Covalent Labs. That's true. Because I, I if we can make a quick quick visit to Covalent Labs before we go back to Tom, we might be able to confirm that the synth fuel was something that Mr. Davis carried around. Do we have time for a quick stop at Covalent Labs? No, and I don't think you need it. I, and, I, okay. and I realize that there's sort of this enticing bit about like, oh, where did the money come from and, and that kind of thing. I mean, he was stealing synth fuel and reselling it to people, right, kind of thing, and, and research around that. The question is, what evidence do you want to present? Do you want to present, hey, he had firepowers? Do you want to see if you can get something out of Mina or Kerrigan? How far are you willing to push them? Honestly, even if Mina did blow him up, like, he seems like the asshole in the situation. Maybe I should not be so casual about, you know, murder. But I feel like if we can just give them the evidence without putting them in it, that's probably... Okay. You know what like we can do without implicating Mina? 
there is camera footage showing that Mr. Davis had fire projection powers, and there is chemical evidence of highly flammable synth fuel in the train. And if if Leo's people, like Mina and Ames, turn over that camera footage to you know, Tom and the newspapers and stuff. And Tom turns over the evidence that there's synth fuel in there. Maybe that is enough to suggest, huh, this is mutant stuff. Yeah, and the camera has, um, the camera at the train had him sitting next to some very mysterious bottles that certainly could have had, probably did have the, um, the fuel in it. Plus, we could actually turn over just the part of the financial evidence that's payoff and be like, we have reason to believe he was selling synth fuel for these amounts of money. He was headed with them on the train. His firepowers were not well controlled. He was under a lot of stress because he was selling it illegally. And once Covalent Labs does their own internal investigation to see if somebody was stealing synth fuel, that might add up. Yeah, yeah. We can clear the train itself at the same time that we protect Mina because that romance should go on. Yeah. Do we want to wake Mina up and uh, let her know what we know? Let her know that we know Kerrigan is innocent and did nothing wrong and has nothing to do with that. And if she helps us help the union. But how's she going to help us? I mean, why don't we just keep a sneaky ace in the pocket and be not tell her and just That's a better idea. do it like she wasn't involved and then later be like, dude, we knew it was you if we need her help or something. That is a much better idea. Why don't we just sneak away from the sleeping body before she wakes up and we have to do something? All right. Do I have to sneak the phone back in or can I just like lightly put it next to her? I think you can lightly put it next to her. Close the door, ask the car to lock itself back up, et cetera. Yeah. Hopefully she doesn't notice it's a little drooly. Aubergine, do you already have the, do you have the ability to give Tom and his people the footage from Leo's? Um, probably, maybe. I don't know. Would that just be like. I think Ames would. Would hand it over. Yeah. Or I could have dumped it in our evidence email again. More importantly, Aubergine, do you have the ability to hack Carson's crypto wallet and transfer the money to us? (laughs) I mean, one way to find out. Untraceably. Can I do that? I've been thinking about expanding the office just a little bit. And, you know, that's illegal fuel money. Nobody needs that money more than we need it. It's true. Sometimes bad guys make the best good guys. I mean, he's dead. He's not going to be using it. We can, we can give some of it to Kerrigan, like a little scholarship mm-hmm. fund for whatever she's got going next, you know, <laughs> and expand into that next door space. Yeah, yeah. Get some fancy office furniture. All right. Lick some stuff, some snacks. Anybody else want a shrimp and pulverized beetle frap with some concrete chips on top? Because I could really use one of those right now. I fully support your ability to drink one of those. I will try it. <laughs> There's this place down in Kayfabe that makes the best ones. I will try anything, which is probably going to get me killed someday. All right. Well, let's 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 wrap this up and kind of get an epilogue on this. I think that you're able to bring what you found to Tom and he says, well, this is... Um, Certainly not definitive, but, um, you know, we just need what's going to work at the table. And what you've got for me here shows that I don't think that we should be liable regardless when that amount of high explosive is being carried on uh, the trains. There are signs up in most of the stations that say that that is a bad idea for passengers to do. And, uh, yeah, well, it's a hell of a thing, but... um, Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I'll keep in touch. Hopefully we won't need your services again. But uh, if we do, I know that they'll be good. Thanks. Just give us a good uh, good Yelp review. Appreciate it. (laughs) 
I touch my nose with my tongue again. All right. And what, what, so you drain the, you drain the wallet. Is that what you do with the key card? Mm-hmm. I mean, or, you know, we take half, take half of it out. Leave, leave a little bit so it doesn't look too suspicious. All right. But just, you know, take half of it out in smaller amounts over the next few days so that it, yeah. I don't know, can we backdate that stuff? We'll figure it out. Kerrigan's streaming on Stream Door as Shark Squeak goes pretty well. And, you know, she starts getting a, a small following. And uh, I assume there is a surprise number of subs that that uh, come in and are gifted out from your uh, things. Mm-hmm. And we, we send an anonymous note to Leo that says, Mina, get that coat dry cleaned. <laughs> or just send her a free gift certificate to a dry cleaner's. <laughs> Gee, best present. Right, we we admired that beautiful coat. Please take care of it. Yeah. Courtesy of us. And I think that we probably end with sort of a close-up, and I think we see Mina's phone and her fingers texting on it. And you see her write, Babe, are you sure he never mentioned who he was selling this stuff to? I got to get it out of my apartment. And I think we close on that. Well, hopefully if that catches fire, they'll have us investigate. Too. <laughs> All right. So that's Mutant City Blues. Shana, Rachel, thank you for joining us. That was so much fun. Yes. Thank you for having us. That was really fun. That was great. <laughs> I had so much fun. And we need to schedule our back matter recording, don't we? We need to close the episode first. Oh! So next week, we're going to do the Back Matter episode, and we're going to talk about this session, about this game. But in the meantime, if people want to find you folks, Shana, where can they do that on the internet for you? So I have a website, shanagnh.com. And I also have a TikTok, which is at shanagnh. And also pretty much all my accounts are at shanagnh. So Twitter, whatever. Um, that's where I am. All right. And we'll have all that in the show notes. Rachel, how about you? Similarly easy. My website is rachelgold.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-G-O-L-D.com. And at Rachel Gold is my Twitter. So the best two places to find me. Oh yeah, it's Shana, S-H-A-N-A. J-E-A-N-H. Check the show notes for spelling is kind of become our catchphrase, I think. Uh, Steph, you ready to sign off? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay. See you next week. Yeah, don't look at anything dangerous. We'll try. I will. (laughs) Take care. All right, pals. Guess what? Bonus content. Here's some more poems from We Are Mermaids, Stephanie Burt, Grey Wolf Press. Love poem with comic books on Saturdays. Okay, this is appropriate. Always. It's better when you blush before you kiss me. Better if they don't find out. Let's tie each other's shoes. Let's run a race we mean to lose. Let's have a crush that violates the spirit but never the letter of the comics code. Where what you almost see is more important than what you can. Let's run together like melted butter under our shared cotton coverlet tonight and never let anyone tell us we're brave or foolish or bold nor give each other reason to doubt let's make each other toast tomorrow morning get out your pocket calendar let's make our sleepover plan maybe it's just me and my reading comprehension skills but damn i love to hear you read those Aww. it's so much more than what's on the paper and what's on the paper is pretty good not gonna lie oh i'm melting i have a low melting point 
All right, so it's We Are Mermaids, Grey Wolf Press, Stephanie Burt, New Book of Poems. Out now. Thanks for listening. This run, we've been playing Mutant City Blues by Robin D. Laws and Gareth Ryder Hanrahan and published by Pelgrane Press. Join us next week when we do the back matter for this game. We'll talk about character creation, what we thought of the mechanisms that came up during play, what we liked about this game, and would want to see in other systems. Also, we're going to have those back issues of other comic book and superhero stories that you might want to read if you like this kind of story. Team Up Moves is a production of Fiona Hopkins and Stephanie Burt, copyright 2022. We are on Twitter so much at Team Up Moves or respectively as at Fiona Wham and at Accommodatingly. Check the show notes for spelling. Our website, which has all of our episodes across all of our runs, is teamupmoves.com. You can find subscribe links there and find out how to contact us if you want to get in touch. Our theme music is Play by Sleepyhead. Find more of their music at sleepyheadrockband.com. Remember, if you liked what you heard, why don't you tell a friend or follow us on Twitter? Word of mouth is the best way to help shows like this grow. Thanks, pals.